0: Uh, so thankful that you chose to be here. Uh, if this is your first time today, my name is Michael Scoby. I'm the student pastor here. I am not the real pastor. Uh, I, I have a little bit more hair than the real pastor. Uh, but if you want to hear him, come back next week. But I'm so glad that you chose to be here today. And pastor, thank you for the opportunity to preach today. I never, never take it lightly. So, um, you know, it was one, one thing that as a, as a person that works with students, Uh, on a consistent basis you never want to hear there's one thing that you never want to hear While as you're prepping for a youth service as you're prepping for a student service getting ready to try to preach the gospel to students there's there's one thing you just never want to hear it's a fight i remember this very clearly i was working in a student ministry in mississippi and there was i was prepping in the worship center and one of my 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 staffers my awesome staffers walked up to me and they came in screaming it's a fight it's a fight my first immediate thought was we'll stop it (laughs) i immediately began to remember back to my training in college and tried to remember what they taught me to do in this situation as most of you do when you have education You try to look back on that education when you have trying times. I was in that moment and I was coming up blank. I was coming up blank in that one. I don't, Pastor, I don't know if you, I was coming up blank. They didn't teach me nothing about that. So I was coming up blank. So I did whatever every testosterone filled man would do. I puffed up my chest and I walked out of the the worship center where I was about to preach a message on redemption, believe it or not, and um, break up a fight Of people that are likely bigger than I am and likely going to hit me when I step in. Likely that's gonna happen. And you know, you gotta psych yourself up for stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, man, you got it, you got it, you're right. And I walk out of the worship center, and something that blew my mind happen now we laugh about this all the time and i'm telling you i'm not embellishing this story not even a little bit i promise you i have staffers in mississippi that would still text me to this day and we laugh about this thing okay i walk out of this worship center and my beautiful lovely fragile fragile wife see i didn't use hot brandon i didn't use that that was for you but my beautiful wife that i just i i would never imagine her you know anything, right? I walk out and she has the bigger of the dudes in a chokehold, like UFC style. This dude was, yo, this guy played football. He was a defensive lineman. She had him in a chokehold, pulling him away from the fight. I was never more attracted to that woman than I am. And now Ethan is. In, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So first of all I walk out of the door I'm trying to figure out man what is the deal here right we get the students and I gather my mind and I'm trying to just trying to gather my mind here I get these students in the office and and what comes next is pretty predictable I ask them the, the question who won I'm just kidding I will to ask them that but I ask them I say who started this who started this who began this fight can you guess what the answer was he did, he did. and the other guy went who are you pointing at? I know you ain't pointing at me. I'm about to fight you again right here. Carmen, Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> who are you pointing at? You know, today I wanna to preach to you a message that's very simple. I'll, I'll let you know at the beginning of this. It's very simple, nothing deeper complex here today, but it's, it's something that I had in my heart these last few weeks. It's simply, who are you pointing at? Look at your neighbor and tell them who you pointing at. If that's your wife, tell him, not you, baby, not you, not you. You know, the story of Joseph is one of my favorite stories in the entire Bible. It's one of the greatest. If you are looking for family issues, check. If you are looking for relationship issues, check. If you're looking for a little bit of scandalous activity in the Bible, check. It's there, right? It's there. I, you know, it's pretty cool anything you really want in this story it's 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 there in Genesis 37 we kind of pick up at the beginning of the story and Jacob and his sons uh, has many sons and Joseph was, was his favorite and now I know with parents in here you're probably going now that is just awful parenting I would never have a favorite line you line I know that my dad had a favorite and you're looking at him sorry Travis <laughs> sorry Travis you'll, you'll hear about that later but see Joe Joseph has a dream and he told his brothers about the dream. Now, many of you know the story. The dream was about him ruling over his brothers and his brothers bowing to him. Now, if you really wanna start a fight at your Thanksgiving dinner this week, besides talking about politics, you should tell them you had a dream in which they bowed to you. That's a good start. That's a really good start, right? Now, they respond naturally. They respond naturally, right? Think you're gonna be our king, right? Then it gets better, y'all. It gets better. He had another dream, and he said that the sun, the moon, and eleven stars bowed before him. At some point, you've got to take your brother and check him through the concussion protocol. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He even told his dad about his second dream, and his dad got on to him. It's like, man, I. His dad got on to him, but the brothers, you know, they allowed one of those monsters to get up all in their spirits. They allowed one of those monsters jealousy began to reign in their minds any time that they saw him. You know, in your life, you're gonna have God dreams. I hope that you have God dreams. No matter if you're an accountant, if you're a pastor, you're a teacher, you're a mentor, I hope that you have God dreams. If you have God stuff in your life, be careful about who you tell your God dreams to though. Be careful about who you tell your God dreams to because some people will disregard your God dream just because they're not featured in it just because they're not the key member in it just because they're not glorified and be careful about who you tell your god dreams to you know well this leads us this leads us perfectly into the wilderness the brothers who are filled with jealousy have a perfect opportunity a perfect opportunity they can kill joe they can kill joe if if this is the time if it's going to happen it's going to happen now it's going to happen now they end up one of the brothers calls him out and says no don't kill him we'll just put him in this cistern and they, they end up selling him for 20 pieces of silver to a slave trader now this coat that his dad gave him you, many of you know it as the coat of many colors they took it they robbed him of it and they killed a goat dipped it in blood and they, they brought it back to the dad and they said he's gone now you have to remember this was Jacob's favorite kid his favorite child They came back and they said, a wild animal got him. He's not coming back. He's dead. There's no getting him back. Can you imagine the thoughts and the feelings that he had when he realized that his son was no longer coming home? From that point on, to be honest with you, things start to look up for Joe, considering all things. He gets purchased by Potiphar, a man. uh, 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 God just begins to bless him. God begins to bless him and put favor on him. He went from uh, being a slave in Potiphar's... uh, uh, house to being a personal assistant a personal assistant just a short time but wouldn't you know it trouble hits him again Potiphar's wife tries to sleep with him he says no many times many many times finally she she grabs him and tries to make him sleep with her make him sleep with her he says no and he forcefully runs away but forcefully so much that when he ran away she grabbed his cloak or his jacket you know what comes next he he gets accused of terrible things and he gets thrown in prison thrown in prison man this Joe really has some stuff going on right some stuff going on in his life now I want to do a little poll here I want to do a little poll what is your favorite holiday of this season now I, I'll say Thanksgiving and I'll say Christmas I want you to scream I want you to shout don't stand don't be one of those people that's weird that's weird. Don't be one of those people. But I want you to scream. I want you to shout. I want to find out which one of you, which one of the holidays is the favorite. Which one of y'all love Thanksgiving the best? I know which people like to eat. Which one of y'all love Christmas the best? I knew we had the kids in here for a reason today. We had the kids in here. See, I'm going to disagree with a lot of you. Mine's, my favorite in this season is actually Thanksgiving. Hi? thanksgiving was my favorite uh some of my best memories in my life were on thanksgiving and some of the the highest top memories of my childhood were on thanksgiving when the cowboys were playing a lot of times i was losing unfortunately but they was playing they was playing nonetheless amen you know we say the word thanksgiving a lot especially in this season in reference to the holiday but thanksgiving is in the bible but it's not a holiday it's not a holiday it's an offering of gratitude to God see there's a difference in a holiday and a way of life there's a difference in a holiday and a lifestyle there's a difference in an event and a lifestyle see I believe that living thanksgiving can be as simple as the name live thanks live giving live thanks live giving you know i can me and my wife we we got married in may 20th 2006 still remember the date that's good that's good i still remember but we could get married and it could be an event or it can be a lifestyle it could be a lifestyle where i still want to marry her every day i still want to try to marry her it's an event versus a lifestyle mentality if we live thanksgiving as an event driven mentality we go on beyond thanksgiving and we leave it behind we put thanksgiving in the box and we allow gratitude to leave us we allow gratitude to stay as we move on and we move on to the next part of our life see thanksgiving has got to be something we live we live thanks and we live giving i think joseph is a perfect example of this joseph Joseph is a perfect example See, Joe is in prison and God favors Joe in prison. He favors Joe in prison. He gets in there and begins as a prisoner, but ends up being an attendant, an assistant to the attendant. He was a prisoner, but he had a key. I could preach that, but I'm not gonna right now. The guy had a key. Have you noticed anything? Have you noticed anything? You could be blessed in a prison experience in your life. I don't think you heard me you can be blessed in a prison experience in your life see you can have the favor of God while you walk through the wilderness because a lot of times God wants to change our perspective before he changes our circumstance God wants to change how we're looking at it before how we see it See, we've got to ask the question, and that leads us back to the beginning of this message. Who are you pointing at? Who are you pointing at today? When things are going wrong, my first, my, our first response in this culture is to find fault. To find fault. Somebody has to be to blame. I find it very often, this, this season in particular, being an LSU fan when we lose we have to find somebody to blame and trust me i have many people that text me that let me know in case i wasn't watching that lsu lost they let me know they said well who are you gonna blame this week michael and i said well coach miles is gone so i can't blame him we changed the quarterback so i can't blame him we got a new coach i'm gonna blame him we'll get a new coach i'm gonna blame him we do that so many times in our lives in our circumstances guys so many times when things go wrong in our life well that's their fault i've got to find fault with something i got to find somebody that is at fault with it but you see you know one thing that i learned about joe but instead instead of joe pointing and, and he could have found fault in who his brothers who sold him sold him out y'all his brothers they deserved fault they deserved fault it began with the circumstance that Joe was in, but instead he pointed to the faithfulness of God even when his situation didn't look like God was super faithful. His perspective went beyond his circumstance. He might have been in the prison, but he saw outside of the prison because he was pointing at God saying, I believe in your faithfulness. I believe that you're good to me. I believe that you're good. Now, Michael you don't understand you haven't seen my job do you know what my boss is like it's their fault I do a terrible job it's their fault I can't get a pay raise it's their fault that I don't like my job it's their fault my family is struggling it's her fault my marriage is struggling don't you do that (laughs) I don't advise that but instead what we should do is instead of pointing at other people when circumstances arise change your perspective and point up to God and say I, I'm thankful for the situation that I'm at because I know that a blessing is coming I might be in a prison right now but I know I got a key and I can get out because your blessing is greater see I've learned that the spirit of Thanksgiving it's tough for it to blanket our lives when we're in the struggle If you're taking notes i want you to write this down when the struggle gets real our spirit has got to get real thankful when the struggle gets real the bigger the struggle the bigger my thankfulness has got to get the bigger my 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 gratitude towards god does it look like god is good if you find it it will if you find a reason you know there was a lady I, I talk about her often. Her name is Sister Bobby in my home church, and we just tell you she's just the sweetest old, lady, just the sweetest lady. Okay, she has medical troubles even to this day, and you know every time I see her, I talk to her. She calls me every now and then, and she said, "Well, Michael, God is good." Well, Sister Bobby, you just you've been in the hospital week, but well, God is good. God is good to me. I'm breathing, baby. I get to talk to you. I, I, I it's. Uh, She finds a reason to give gratitude towards God, even in the midst of the trouble, even in the midst of the wilderness, even in the midst of the prison, she finds a reason to bless God. See, I've got to have thanks running through my heart just as the blood that pumps through my body. It's got to be something that covers everything that I do. It's got to be something that happens every day. See, even in the prison, we see favor on him. We see favor on Joe. We see favor on him. Pharaoh had a few dreams and needed them to be interpreted. Needed them to be interpreted. He needed somebody that would come and interpret his dreams. One of the the cupbearers spoke up and said, well, I know a guy. This guy Joe interpreted my dream in prison. In fact, I was supposed to repay him, but I forgot. I forgot. Joe comes in and Pharaoh tells him, That he needs his dream interpreted. But what what he said, what he responded to in this was remarkable. It was remarkable. Genesis 41 and 16, they're gonna put it on the screen. It says this Joseph, he says, It is beyond my power to do this. Joseph replied, But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. It is beyond my power. See, joseph had interpreted dreams for years joseph that was his thing that was his thing he interpreted dreams it was a god-given talent but on the biggest stage that his talent could have he points not at himself not at how great his talent was not at how great his ability was but how great god was Powerful is that, you know. The biggest opportunity for him to be like, "Yeah, man, I've got this." Come here. Let me t- let me tell you what this dream is. I've done this all my life. I can tell you what it is. The biggest opportunity for him to do that. What does he do? He points at God and says, "I can't do it, but I know a guy. God can. God can." Let me ask you this today. What are you pointing at with your blessing? Who are you pointing at with your blessings? Are you saying that, yeah, I got this. I got this. I'm good enough. I've I've, I've got this. Who are you pointing at with your talent? Who are you pointing at with your talent? You know, Shelby, where are you at? Shelby, come here. Shelby, come here. I didn't even tell her she was going to do this. So just surprise. Yay. But Shelby, she got a job as an intern. Come here. Come on, come on. She got a job as an intern. Uh, at an accounting firm right and i don't know numbers and accounting stuff so i'm gonna probably say some stuff that's wrong just like punch me don't punch me please don't punch me i might cry but she got a job as getting out of college as an intern and she got in there and she she was kicking tail she was kicking tail but one thing that i know about shelby is that everything she does she does it unto god she does a lot of stuff well in fact it's not really fair Okay? It's not really fair. She does a lot of stuff well. She plays the bass. She's our junior high pastor. She does cookies. She does, she's an accountant. I don't know of anything she doesn't do well. I, I, besides play board games. But that's beside the fact. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's going to punch me. I'm a, y'all pray. Y'all pray. But see, she got this job. And she went in there with this attitude of I'm going to do it unto God and see where He leads me. She's been there. She's been there three months, three months. She expected, okay, I'm going to finish college and I'm just going to see what happens. I've still got a year left in college, a year left. I'm just going to kind of figure out what what the deal is. Three months into it, she got pulled into the office and said, hey, you're getting a promotion. (laughs) And with this promotion comes more money and more responsibility and more leadership why did it happen is because shelby's great yes it's because shelby's great but it's because shelby points at god because god is great and she has (laughs) blessings and she points at god with her blessings (laughs) musicians and singers let me preach at you a, a, a minute some of my favorite vocalists and musicians ride in this church but when we get up here to lead worship we can't be pointing at us I've played drums since I was four years old but when I get in that drum cage two minutes before service starts I'm gonna put, I'm gonna set the sticks down I'm gonna close my eyes I'm gonna point down and I'm gonna say God this is your deal this is your deal I don't have the talent you can though you can it's because my blessing is not about me my blessing is not about me it's about God What about you? What about the things that you have? Your job. Oh, man, you are so great great, You're a great administrator in the schools. You have great respect. People respect you all around Beaumont. They respect you. God gave you that blessing. You better point that blessing back to God and let him. Hey, you better point that blessing. Alan, you are known from here to, man, ever to build stuff. God has blessed you. Look at how far God has taken you. Bubba, you better point that blessing back at God because, hey, yeah, that at one point you're going to be back in a prison experience and you're going to need him and you're going to remember I pointed my blessing back to God so I can point my thankfulness back to God and I know that he'll get me out, the, out of the prison because he's got the key. Yeah. Students, you better point your blessing back to God. I look at some of you, and I'll be honest with you, a moment of transparency, I'm so envious of the family situations that you have. Most of you have so many great moms and dads in this church. You better point that blessing back to God. Who are you pointing at with that blessing? I know they're not perfect. They're not perfect, and I'm pointing here, but they're all over the house. They're not perfect, but I tell you what, you are blessed. You are blessed. You better learn to point your blessing back to God, because when you do, all he does is just shower down with more. Can I get an amen in this house? Amen. We've got to learn to bless God with our blessings. Wow. To bless God with our blessings, because Jesus gave us that gift. Now, after this, Joseph, he gets put in a position of power. He gets put in a position of power. He's like a legit guy in the kingdom now, and he's right under Pharaoh when it comes to power. And he would make all the calls, like make all the calls. And, and this dream that Pharaoh had came to fruition and it, the land went into to just a deep famine, just deep famine. They couldn't grow any crops. And, and after seven years of blessing and Joseph continues to see this blessing happen. But then there was a moment of truth, a moment of put up or shut up. His family, specifically his brothers, came into town. They're struggling with the famine. And now they've come to purchase food. Now, keep in mind, they don't know anything about Joseph. They don't know that he's where he's at. They don't know that he's in a position of power. All that they know is they left him last for 20 pieces of silver. Now his brothers come into town and they're in a position of need they don't know that Joe is in power. They come and they bow before Joseph. Y'all catch that? Instantly fulfilling the dream that God gave him when he was just a teenager. Right. Let me tell you today, if God, once again, if you had this God dream and it hasn't come to pass yet, stay patient with God. Right. Right. You better keep pursuing that God dream. I don't care if you're six or if you're 60. God's not done with you yet. God's not done with you yet. Let me speak to some of my elders. Some of the greatest people that I know are in this church, some of my elders. I want you to know God's not done with you. God has some God dreams and some wisdom and some God stuff in your life that you still have to give to the church in his kingdom. God is doing some awesome stuff in your life. But what we've got to do is recognize God's not done with me. God's not done with me and i got to get to it. If you believe that, clap your hands today. See the reality is is that we might be in the middle of training for fulfillment Training for fulfillment See they don't just put our army doesn't just put soldiers out on the battlefield because they're good at shooting guns It's not call of duty it doesn't work like that They have to go through training They have to go through boot camp Much of which they may never use but they still require the training for fulfillment. See, a lot of times the journey is the training and the experience that we need when the dream comes to pass. When the dream comes to pass, it's not always perfect. It's not always the ideal situation, but the journey is part of the training. This journey that Joe went on was part of his training that when his dream came to pass, he knew who to point at. He knew who to point at that day. The brothers bow before him and they ask for food. They want to buy it. Joseph didn't reveal who he was to him, but he wanted all of his brothers there. So he tells them to leave one of his brothers, take the food and go home and get the other brother and come back. Now, they leave with the food, but then something amazing happens. Halfway get they home, they, they look out, open their bags to check for water. And they find something that's unreal. Their money's back in their bag. Now, here's where the rubber meets the road today. I'm almost through preaching. Here's where the rubber meets the road. Once again, who are we pointing at? Joseph had every opportunity that he could have pointed at his brothers and taken their heads off. If there was anybody that deserved the opportunity for revenge, it was Joe. If there was anybody that had an ability or a reason to have spite in their heart and venge in their spirit, it was Joe. But instead of pointing at his brothers for justification with revenge, he pointed at God to find justification to give blessing. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down because that's real stuff. That's in our lives. Instead of pointing our fingers at other people, To find justification for revenge. Well, they did this to me, Michael. You don't understand. You don't understand what they did to me. They can never repay what they did to me. They said this to me. They did this to me. Instead of pointing your finger to find a justification for revenge, what the church needs to do is point our finger up to give justification for giving and blessing. See, Joe didn't have to bless him, But not only did he give them the food, he gave them the money. All their money back. He gave it all to him. See, so many times we get the first part of thanksgiving. We get it. Thanks, 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 thanks. We sing all the songs. Thanks, thanks. We get the thanks part, but we don't get the giving part. We don't get that giving part in our lives. See, now that Joe is blessed, he chooses to bless them and give. Why? It was who he was pointing at. It was who he was pointing at. See, I'm going to be really honest with you. The church should be the catalyst for blessing and giving and being known in our communities. And when I say the church, it's individual bodies, which is a microcosm of what the big church should look like. See, we should be known for this. And I'm, I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm preaching to me. I'm not where I need to be and where I want to be that. I want to be known for giving not only of my money, but of my time, of my talent, of everything that I have. I want to be known for giving. I want to be known for that. Who are we pointing with our with our blessings, peeps? Who are we pointing at with it, students? Who are we pointing at with it? With your talent, you've been given a week off of school. You've been blessed, amen, with a week off of school. Y'all would better up, clapping your hands, doing something better than that. Hey, Cameron was about to—he's about to run, y'all. <laughs> hey what are you going to do with the blessing are you going to give it are you going to find a way to bless somebody this week are you going to stay at home watch Netflix all week no see God blessed me he blessed me so not so I could live but rather so I could give he blessed me not so I could live but rather so I could give see the blessing comes from God so my blessing must be to God my blessing must be to god acts 20 and 35 says you should remember the words of the lord jesus It is more blessed to give than receive. We love that one at christmas time But we don't love it when we have extra time wow. We love it at christmas time when we're talking about I can give a gift and I can walk away But not when we have extra time when we could go and give yeah. Today we have a life group that's going to bless homeless people correct Chris, where you at she in here no she's not in here uh, from what I understand they're going today to bless homeless people with ham warmers and sleeping bags and Bobby uh, Bobby was telling me about stuff they bought today hundreds of dollars worth of stuff when you have extra time yeah. when you have time you give you are blessed to give not to live see Luke 6 and 38 we know we all know and love this scripture give and it will be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and run it over and poured over into your lap For this, for what the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. See, we're not blessed to live. We are blessed to give. We can get all up in the thanks part, but forget the giving part. See, there's an old song we used to sing. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Anybody know that? I cannot tell it all. Sing it. I cannot tell it all. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Come on, if you get that in your spirit and you recognize what God's done for you and I say, I can't stay where I'm at. I'm blessed to give, not to live, baby. I gotta go and I gotta give and I've gotta live giving. I gotta live giving. Come on, if you you wanna live giving right now, can you stand and clap your hands and just present that to God? I want to live giving in this house. I wanna live giving. I wanna live giving. Does not mean we're perfect? No. Stay standing. Does it mean that we're always going to be where we want to be? Does it mean that we're always going to? No. You know, one thing that I see in, in the Joseph story that I love, I love. I read this a few weeks ago and, and, and I love it. Joseph's life is, and journey is a powerful story of love and of forgiveness, of thanks and of giving but it's on a day like today that we recognize that it's even more than that. It's even more than that. See, Joseph's story was a foreshadowing of the life of the Lord Jesus. It was a foreshadowing of the, the life of Jesus. See, Joseph had a dream and was betrayed by his brothers. Jesus had a dream to see his people come back to God and was betrayed by his own disciples just as Joseph was put in an empty cistern in the desert and they thought it was over they thought it was over Jesus was buried in a tomb in a desert they thought it was over just as Joseph was sold for 20 pieces of silver Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver genesis 42 and 22 is as good as it gets here joseph's brothers were standing before him asking for food and his brothers were beginning to think that they might be in some major trouble here's what they said didn't i tell you to uh, didn't i tell you not to sin against the boy reuben asked but you wouldn't be you wouldn't listen and now we've got to answer for his blood for his blood in other words we must pay for killing Joseph who we knew was not really dead in Genesis 37 the brothers killed the goat and dipped the, the coat of many colors in, in blood the one that the father gave him and the blood as the evidence of the death it, the goat was the payment the substitute for the life that was given He could have been killed in prison at the hands of Potiphar on his way to Egypt, but he still survived. Just as that goat was the substitute for Joseph's death, Jesus was the substitute for yours and my death. So many people in our culture today, they lack hope. They lack passion for the future. They go day to day, crying themselves to sleep at night. How am I going to find the strength to get by? Let me tell you how. You wanna hope, point at the Lamb. Today, if you want hope in this house, if you, you're going into a, you're going into a Thanksgiving season, it's a time of joy. It's a time of peace. It's a, it's a time of tranquility. It's a time where God should be evident in our lives. But if we don't have the hope, you better point at the Lamb today. If you believe that the Lamb of God was slain. For your sin and my sin, if you feel a spirit in the house like I do, would you raise your hands right now and just begin to let Him move in you right now? Point at God, point at God. Say, Jesus, you are the reason. You're the reason I can live things. You are the reason I can live giving today. I point at you with outstretched hands, with all of my heart and all of me today. I point at you.